2: Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today.
1: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. All right, welcome back to Revs and BK. We are headed out. I'm actually really excited about this one, Alex. We're headed out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by none other than Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. You can catch him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, how we doing today, bud?
0: Doing well, doing well. Just listening to the show so far and uh, just had a question. I'm not in there in the studio, but you know how those Rams fans used to wear the watermelons on their heads does does tanner have one on
1: you know i was wondering why he was wearing watermelon headphones today and uh now i figured it out his
2: head's the size of a watermelon too for how big the rams win last night was okay i was gonna say alex otherwise you making just of the size of his head okay let's not I saved those for jr you're
1: better than that i think am i though Um, maybe not anyways jr (laughs) NHL hockey is is starting to be a bit of a buzz right now. People are talking about it, and there's some things that have to get accomplished before the players will touch the ice in any shape or form. What are you hearing right now on a possible start date? And also part B to that would be, where are we at with the NHLPA and the NHL owners on maybe what the protocols are going to be, salary deferrals, all that mumbo-jumbo that we just love to talk about?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Riven, I know you've been talking about it for a week or so and, and talked to some players as well. It's a situation where I really thought that January 1st or uh, shortly after was going to be a, a legitimate timetable for hockey. But now with uh, the owners and uh, going at the players and, and asking for a little bit in terms of uh, what they just negotiated four months ago, you know, I, I think that this is definitely... In doubt, And so uh, maybe we won't see hockey January 1st. Perhaps it'll take a little bit longer, but they're going to have to resolve this first. And I do understand both sides like you. Uh, I've heard you this week that uh, the owners look, they need to be solvent. They need to uh, be able to make money without fans in the seats. And at the same time, if I'm a player, I don't go back and renegotiate something that was done just four months ago. So I think they definitely have something that's going to be a sticking point here. I think it's going to take some time to iron out, and I do think that it could push back the start date uh, until after January 1st.
1: Yeah, I listen, my biggest thing with this is that contracts are there for a reason, right? I mean, if you buy a house, you have a contract. If you purchase a car, you have a contract. And mo- legally binding contracts are something that you just can't go back on without both sides agreeing to it. And now I feel like it's tough for the players because the owners are trying to go back into the contract now and, and renegotiate it. But I understand, like, to your point, Jr. The owners have to run a business. They have to be able to provide a working environment for the players to even make money. So this is going to get sticky. But the one thing that's popping up on the radar here in the last couple of days is COVID-19. We see yep. two days ago, the Vegas Golden Knights, Frank Severali reporting that they had several cases. And then I believe as early as this morning, I pulled it up, Frank Severali again, he must be the COVID police. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he reports that the Columbus Blue Jackets now have a COVID problem. How will that play into, one, the negotiations here between the players and the owners, and two, the format of how they're going to go about creating a training camp?
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing, Rib. They were so successful with that bubble, and and it's obvious why it works. Uh, You're confined in those uh, quarters in Toronto and Edmonton, and they pulled it off, and it was terrific. But they knew that it would be difficult uh, to to start the new season uh, because uh, perhaps Corona, the virus, would still be – Uh, a big issue. And then secondly, they weren't going to go back to the bubbles. You know, the players weren't going to agree to that. And so, you know, it's no surprise that like the general public, there are a lot of cases with these teams, Frank doing a good job reporting uh, the circumstances with the two clubs that that have a lot of cases. And those are just the ones that we know of right now. So I do think that that could be an issue as well. You know, let's look past the negotiations that are going on right now between the, the league and the PA uh, you know you want to start training camp in december but you got a couple teams that are out we we saw what happened uh, with baseball and and what we're seeing with the NFL with uh, all those cases that are going on so you know I, I don't think that once they figure out the money and the finances and what they're going to do with the escrow and the pay the, pay, the payroll deferrals that uh, they'll be able to start the season uh, but i think as we look at it right now i mean you can't necessarily start a season with two of your teams Uh, having multiple players out.
2: JR, do you think that this expedites both sides trying to get this done? Because, uh, I mean, this is, uh, you know, cases with Columbus and Vegas right now makes it obvious that we're going to be dealing with some of this in the regular season. And if the NHL wants things done by a certain date in June, you know, they're going to have to give teams some leeway. So I would feel like this is going to try and expedite things, right?
0: Yeah, you would think so. But uh, I, I don't know how they can expedite them you know, with the issue at play here, which is the money, which is always the case, right? And so I don't think anybody's going to rush to make any decision that they're going to regret because now if you're looking at it from the owner's perspective, that's what they essentially did by rushing into that uh, decision to uh, agree to the CBA extension and and now they want to change the numbers. And the one thing that I want to stress in this, and, you know, we we can see it from both sides, but I I do want to point out that there were probably some things that the players didn't like in the agreement, but they said, you know what, that escrow and that deferral, we can live with that. That's what we want. So we're going to look past some of those other issues because if we can keep that escrow and the deferrals at that level, then yeah, we'll agree to that. Well, now to me, when you go back and ask them to change those two things, it opens up a lot of things, not just those two issues. They agreed to a CBA that had the numbers where they liked them. And now it looks like the, uh, the league wants to change that. So to me, that would be the big issue if I'm a player.
1: Talking with Jeremy Rutherford, our blues writer for the athletic. You can catch him over on Twitter, JP Rutherford, JR uh, looking through one of your, your pieces that came out here, obviously a great piece on Jordan Bennington. You did a little bit of a Q and a with uh, the blues. Number one goalie. Uh, I'm, I'm just curious Sitting down with him, or when you talk to him rather than sitting down with him, what, what are his feelings overall going into the last year of his contract, knowing that there's no safety net in Jake Allen behind him now? Is he more motivated with that situation, or is he more stressed out with that situation?
0: Well, you know him or he doesn't stress and one of the fans, it was, it was a fan Q and a, we solicited questions uh, from the athletic subscribers. It's always uh, fun. And somebody uh, did ask him the question, are you nervous about the upcoming season and uh, typical Jordan Bennington fashion? He just deadpan. Nope. <laughs> and I said, okay, uh, you want to add to that, you know, give this uh, fan a little more. And he said, Nope. <laughs> so, so, uh, Jordan Bennington, we did get into the situation, uh, that you, uh, just mentioned, Jake Allen gone, traded to Montreal, and now Jordan Bennington, he's had the spotlight on him the past couple of years. As we all know, you can't have more of a spotlight on you than being a rookie in the uh, Stanley Cup final, uh, but it's a situation now where the guy behind you hasn't played any games in the NHL, Billy so and, and I asked Jordan Bennington about that, and he said, you know what, it's a new opportunity, it's a new challenge, uh, but I do agree with you, final year of his contract a couple years ago, when they agreed to an extension, they went middle of the road, two years and four point four million dollars. This is Jordan Bennington's time, if he's ever going to have one in his career, to make the big bucks. If he can prove himself again this year, and so to not have, you know, a guy behind you, there's not necessarily a guy pushing yet, but I- I'm sure that that uh, next contract is going to be pushing him. And the one thing we have to keep in mind here is. He struggled, I think, a little bit with the role of a number one goaltender, both physically and mentally. Uh, But this year, you're not going to have the 82-game schedule. So uh, he still might be asked to carry a large portion of the load, guys but it's not going to be the 55-60 games that you typically see from that position.
2: So JR, let me get your opinion and a quick follow-up on Bennington then, because as we see throughout the offseason, the NHL Network trying to come up with different content, so they've been doing top 10 lists, and according to the NHL Network a couple of days ago, Jordan Bennington is the fifth-ranked top goaltender in the NHL behind Andre Vasilevsky, Tuka Rask, Connor Halibut, and Ben Bishop. Agree or disagree?
0: Yeah. I'd like what they, they do there. You know, it's, it's some fodder. You know, I've had some questions about some of their forward lists and, and defenseman uh, lists. Uh, but, but I, I think uh, I like Jordan Bennington as the goalie. Like you can't take anything away from what he did in 2019. The blues don't win the Stanley cup without him last year. One of three goaltenders in the league to have 30 wins. You know, that's not just playing a lot of games that's winning and being successful as well. So To me, you know, if I'm going to rank the goaltenders, I I think that I agree that Jordan Bennington is in that area in the league, you know, four, five, six. Uh, you know, we're not going to sit here and agree, disagree on some of those guys ahead of them. But if you, if you said where, where do you put him and what kind of range, uh, that's where I have Jordan Bennington in the league right now.
1: All right, Jr. Great stuff. Remember, this is Jeremy Rutherford, St. Louis Blues writer for the Athletic. You can catch him on Twitter at jp rutherford. He has a great piece out right now, Q and A with Jordan Bennington, where he apparently talks about Justin Bieber as well. So please check it out, Jr. Thanks for your time, man. Great stuff as always, brother. Thanks, boys.